Greetings in the name of Jesus, as we bring to you God's Word from the Living Hope Christian Fellowship of Cyprus. And our topic for today is New Character. This is Lesson 8 on our Discipleship Program in the Church. We give the Discipleship Lessons every other week. And so this has now been 16 weeks since we started. And the topic, as I mentioned earlier, is new character. And it's found in Ephesians chapter 4, 21 to 32. You might like to follow me in the Bible when we read it. Now I am going to give the introduction. We don't need a new character to qualify to go to heaven. We don't need to have a new character to be accepted by God. The reverse is true. Only when we become the children of God, then He gives to us the new character. First of all, we want to make clear when we talk about the new character, it is not popularity to get the praise of people. It is not personality, to be admired by people. It's an inner character that is given by God. It's not attract attention of men, admiration of men, but as children of God, this will demonstrate the character that God makes out of us. To understand that, we'll take the time to read from God's Word in Ephesians chapter 1, I'll start from verse 17 to give us the context to the end of the chapter, that's verse 32. This I say therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth not walk not as other Gentiles walk, in the vanity of their mind, having this understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God, to the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their hearts, who being past feeling have given themselves over unto lasciviousness to work all uncleanness and greediness. But ye have not so learned Christ. If so be that we have heard him and have been taught by him as much as, in, as the truth in, in Jesus, that ye put off concerning the former conversation the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful us, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be angry and sin not, let not the sun go down upon your wrath, neither give place to the devil. Let him that steal, stole no, steal no, steal, that stole, steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands, the thing which is good that he may have to give to those who need. Let the corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace to the hearers. 
and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed with the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and all evil speaking be put away from you with all malice, and be kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. May God bless the reading of his word. The lesson really starts with verse 20 and 21. It says, after the contrast about the ungodly life, he says now, But you have not so learned Christ, if so be that you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. Very, very essential here that we don't produce this righteousness. We don't work this out on our own. What does it say in Philippians chapter 2, verses 12 and 13? Here is what it reads. Wherefore, my beloved, be always, as you have always obeyed, not in my presence only, but have much more in my absence. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. This is what has made many confused. It says, when it says the last part of verse 12, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And yet it says in Ephesians chapter 2, not by works of righteousness that we have done, but by according to his mercy, he has saved us. Not by works, lest any man should boast. We don't earn our way to heaven. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Very, very important. We make this clear in our mind. But becoming a child of God, we have our responsibility. This new character is we put out the old and we put in the new. Now, we will summarize what is given in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 21 to the end of the chapter. What are the things to be put off? In verse 22, it says, put off the former life of the old man, that is, our life when we were not born again. Like, for example, in verse 25, lying. And then in 26, anger. In 27, uh, we are giving place to the devil, yielding to temptation. And then verse 28, stealing. And then verse 29, corrupt communication. And then verse 30, bitterness, wrath, evil speaking, and malice. Now it says we are supposed to put them off. Hallelujah. We put them off. Cast them away. That means we cast it under the blood of Jesus Christ. It says in 1 John 1, 9, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now in this way, we will understand according to John chapter 16, verses 6 to 11, but be, 
because I have said these things to you, sorrow hath filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient or very necessary for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. Of sin, because they believe not on me. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father. You see me no more. Of judgment, because the prince of this world is judged. So that's the role of the Holy Spirit. He is the one that brings conviction. The Spirit of God will convict, reprove the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. Now, very, very careful in here, because the devil too will do the same. Now, what do we mean? When a person is not yet born again, sometimes having heard the gospel or the standard of morality, his conscience will bother him. But that's not the real thing, the work of the Holy Spirit. Of course, yes, he's condemning him, but he's a sinner. But when a person is born again, and a person is bothered about his lying in the past, his temper in the past before he was born again, his stealing, and uh, those that were enumerated here, that is the work of the devil. All we have to do is, Thank you, Lord Jesus. You have died on the cross for my sins. I confess those are sins of the past, but I thank you for forgiving me, for delivering me from this life of sin. And so I put them off. And maybe, although we're born again, we may be losing our temper. Or maybe we yield to the temptation of lying. But thank God, there is forgiveness again. 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We don't have to make a sacrifice anymore. Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. But whenever, whenever we sin, we thank God that we are. The forgiveness is available by the blood of Jesus Christ when he died on the cross of Calvary. So, we have to pray therefore in the power of the Holy Spirit. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Say, Lord Jesus, that is true. I should not be telling lies anymore. But then, the last part of the verse that we read to you, it is God who works in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. What does that mean, therefore? Maybe the problem of lying. He told a lie. Maybe others found out, or maybe not. But say, go, oh God, forgive me. I have lied against you. Then maybe the next day you lied again. Oh, Father, forgive me. Help me not to lie anymore. But as you constantly come to God for cleansing, or the problem of lying. Maybe after a week or so, you see him. Wow, I haven't told a lie anymore. And maybe we're put on a spot that's convenient to tell a lie. 
and to cover information or to tell the truth. But now the conviction of the Holy Spirit is very strong in our heart because we have put off that problem or even stealing. We have put that off in the name of Jesus Christ. And wow, you will say, I have not told a lie anymore. I have not stolen. Thank God. Thank God. And now we are rejoicing. We have that power, the witness of the Holy Spirit. It is God who works in you, both to will and to do of His good pleasure. Commit your need, your problem, your weakness to God. And then He will just give you the strength. It is God who works in you, both to will and to do of His pleasure. You will hurt, you will hate lying. You will hate stealing. You will hate all these things like corrupt communication. You will hate it in its essence. And the Lord will give you that strength. Why? In Romans 8.13 and Colossians 3.5 is one word. Mortify the deeds of the body. Mortify. What is that? For those of you who know Spanish, it is muerte. Morir. And so to mortify is put to death the deeds of the body. And so in Jesus' name, we come back to the problem of lying. In Jesus' name, I mortify. I put to death this. I will not yield anymore to the temptation of lying. My relationship with lying is already broken. It's dead. I will not lie in the power of Jesus Christ. Then you'll find out. It is God now who works in you. And your conscience will bother you even to consider lying or stealing. You say, no, I will not do it. Why? It's the Holy Spirit in you that has mortified that problem. Now, it is good to put off those things that are evil, the things of the world, the things of the past, before we were born again. But it can be a problem if you just like, when you want to take a bath to be cleaned, of course, you take off your clothes and take your shower. But you don't go out of the bathroom without clothes. You have to put on, put on clothes. And so in Ephesians chapter 4, 21 to 32, there are some things to put on. According to verse 23, put on the renewed mind. In Romans 12, 1 and 2, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You will experience what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So how does that work? Psalm 1911, Thy word have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against thee. That means, as you meditate on God's word, you will reject the, the, the thoughts of evil, because you have now a renewed mind. You want only to think of God, worship God, praise Him, 
not the lust of the flesh, the lust of life, and the pride of life. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And then also, what he put on? The new man. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature, a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Thank God, you are now a child of God. John 1, 12, But as many as receive him, to them God has given the power or authority or right to become children of God, even to them that believe on his name. You are now a new man. You are now a child of God. And verse 24, Speaking the truth. You cannot be trusted, but you are empowered by the Holy, Holy Spirit. You have ceased from lying, and you only speak the truth. In verse 28, is laboring with your hands. Not stealing, but now working. And it says there that we learn to work earnestly and faithfully, that we will be able to share to those who are in need, who cannot work themselves. Praise the Lord. The law of God is six days shall thou labor, and the seventh day rest. We were made to work. Not, we are not punished, but we are made. We are created to work. God gave us the mind to work. And so the new man is, we be industrious. Then verse 39, speaking to edify others. We don't put down, we don't criticize, we don't malign them, but we edify them. Whatever we say, we cheer them up. We build them up in the Lord. And especially if we can speak verses to encourage them, to strengthen them in the Lord. And lastly, kindness, tenderness, and forgiveness in verse 32. We put on these elements, these virtues. We put off and then we put on. That means we put ourselves in the hands of God. Yes, O oh God, I will put off these things. I agree with you. I want to please you, not displease you. Here is my life. I present my body as a living sacrifice to you. I will put off the things of this world, of sin, and I will put on the new man, re renewed in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Now, if you have a pen and paper, maybe you might like to write this down. In Romans chapter 1, verses 18 to 32, just write down the reference. And so it says in verse 29, after two times man has just disobeyed God, now verse 29 says, And even on that day did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over or God gave them up to a reprobate mind, a rotten mind, a mind that is rebellious to God, to do things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, and on and on to up to verse 32, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, that's eternal condemnation, con condemnation. Not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. What's out for this? If we have not, our, our minds are not changed and renewed. In 1 Corinthians 6, 
9 and 10. It ends with verse 10. Nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. In Galatians 5, 19 to 21, it ends up in verse 21. Envying, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in times past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. And finally, Ephesians 5, 2 to 5, and I'll read verse 5. For this ye know, that no whoremonger, no unclean person, nor covetous man, who is an idolater, hath an inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. We cannot live a double life, living like the life in Hollywood, living in sin, disregard for God. Oh, you will say, I have given my heart to Christ in the church. I repented of my sins. I confess Jesus is my Lord. Fine. But if it did not come from the heart, and that's why it says, Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. You have to come before God when you realize you have seen it. And God, have mercy on me. I apply the blood of Jesus Christ shed on the cross of Calvary. I am sorry. And I promise if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That is the attitude of one who is truly born again. He repents of his sin, but one who continues playing with sin, he is playing with God. And who's, who is he fooling? Maybe he will fool, fool, fool his neighbors. He may fool his classmates, may fool his co-workers, but he can never fool God. God knows our hearts. God knows what is our mind. God knows our intentions. And he says, all that we think, hears all that we say, and sees all that we do, we cannot cover from God. And so, let us determine by God's grace, God, I want to put on these elements, these virtues, that all the Spirit you're giving to me. Thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. A renewed mind, a new man, speaking the truth always, laboring with hands, industrious, speaking to edify others with love, and being kind and tenderness and forgiving. Oh God, I pray that this new character will be implanted in us as your children, and that will draw people to you because they're longing to have this life. And they will wonder why we live a holy life. And one will say, it's only Jesus who did it. And they too will also want you. Oh God, thank you. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen and God bless you.